invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. Today my guest is Alice Lovelock from the UK. Alex is a clairvoyant medium and a blues guitarist who has written two books, Maverick Medium and The Spirit of Rendlesham Forest, and is the host of the Sunday Night Live, a spiritual lounge to talk about all things spiritual and paranormal, with his co-hosts Vanessa Cole and Monitor Elaine. Welcome, Alex. Hello there. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, thanks for being here. Um, so let's just get right into it. Let's talk about your spiritual journey. You had a spiritual journey at the tender age of four. Tell us what exactly happened. Well, a few years ago now. Uh, uh, yeah, I was probably about four years old. And um, I, I was awake. And I had, uh, all I can say is a vision of, of uh, I was in a field. There was obviously a river and a field opposite and a bridge. Now, bear in mind, I grew up in uh, South London just after the war. So it would have been about 1955. And um, I'd never seen anything like this. All it was where I lived in London itself was uh, bomb sites and ruins really so i don't know where this vision came from i do know though i wasn't allowed on the bridge and that was really the beginning of uh, my journey i suppose i can't really tell you much more because that was about it okay <clears throat> um you, you thought it looked like heaven what was that what was that yeah vision? well the only thing i could think of this is heaven, because I've never seen anything like it. Bright lights and, I mean... Yeah, just this, this fantastic uh, scenery that ah. I, I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, not even in books. And there was no television. So I, I don't know where this came from. Right, right. Um, what was it like for you growing up, having this experience? Did you have friends or family there to guide you through it when you talked about it? No. 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 Nobody. Yeah, we grew up in a time where you know, that was kind of a no-no, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't talk about those things in those days. Right, right. Baby but boomers. I, well, <laughs> we were the baby boomers. They don't talk about stuff like that. <laughs> oh, no. But I was adopted. Uh, my biological grandmother was a medium ah. and so obviously it it must have jumped from my biological mother to me but obviously we didn't know about things like that in those days sure. there was no internet or anything anybody right. you could talk to you see so Growing up, so you didn't have, you know, your biological grandmother, but you didn't have any friends or family to guide you through any of this then? 
No, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it made you feel sort of different as a child, I'm sure. Yeah, well, not, not, I don't think much happened after that. Okay. Until, until I got to about maybe 11 years old. And then I used to hear your raps and taps and whatever. And um, my mum, my mother passed away the third one of 13. Oh. And that's when things really started to kick off. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, uh, it was quite a frightening experience. Yeah. Um, so did you hear and see things that nobody else could when you were young? Again, I don't. I could maybe feel things. I'm okay. Not gonna. I'm not gonna say I saw things. Well, you know, they're, they're but, the they're the clairs. You know, clairvoyance, clairsensing. There's a yeah. bunch of clairs that you know people, get, you know, get into. So but I, 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 I do. Yeah, you know, we go back quite a few years now. But I, I think I could sense something mm-hmm. when I was quite young. Right. In, in that house, yeah. <clears throat> so, do you believe a person with psychic abilities like yourself go through trauma growing up? And if so, what do you think would be an example of that? Trauma to growing up. Well, one is that nobody wants to listen to you. Right. Maybe it's different now. I don't know. Um, but I suppose um, my dad. He was a. Uh, he was either working or playing drums. So I was often left alone at home on my own. And uh, I did have some like friends come around and witness some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I can only tell you that it was a terrifying experience from, I would say 11 to 12 years of age, right the way through, even as I got older. I was having like problems, if you like. Right. Um, but I, I, I started playing the guitar when I was about eleven years old, and um, obviously used to have mates come around, and we'd make a racket, and I thought, well, that could get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But no, it didn't. Ah. Um, and then as I was going on, because I, I was then maybe in my teens, I was out playing with bands and I had a reel-to-reel tape recorder. And I don't know where I learned this from, but I used to try and record the voices on the tapes. I must have read it somewhere, I don't know. Sure. And, uh, but I didn't have any luck. I was going to say, were you successful? No. Hmm. No. Uh. Not at all. So that made you even more traumatized and different at that age because... You know, you thought you heard voices and, you know, people back then probably thought if people heard voices, they were kind of cuckoo or crazy. <laughs> and so yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's, it's a very lonely uh, existence for someone who has abilities as a child, especially when their parents don't know how to do it. Um, they, there was but no the inst- problem, is, problem is nobody, nobody in those days, even maybe now. I mean, nobody's interested. They just think. It's uh, something you're going through. But one thing that did happen, I was probably 17 at the time, and I came home, went over for lunch, 
and the table had been laid for two people. Cups, saucers, plates, cutlery, and fresh milk in a cup. Cups. But I didn't do it. Oh. And my dad didn't do it. So who did do it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that was that was uh, that was quite a, uh, a freaky thing. Um, and the only time they've ever injured me was um, I was doing some decorating in a, in the middle bedroom, mm-hmm. and a lump of plaster flew out from the from the corner of the, the ceiling and hit me in the head. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. And it, I mean, that was it. I said, that's it, I'm finished now. But they hadn't. And lots of things went on. It was, I, I can't explain, so much went on. I I heard my mum, my mum spoke to me when I was in my car. And I used to, sometimes when I was driving, I could feel someone like taking control. Ah. I hadn't told anyone this before, because it's obviously you don't, you don't remember everything. Mm-hmm. That, that was a, that was, was like, scary but uh, it's not normal is it <laughs> <laughs> well for um, you and I it's normal but you know for people like I guess uh, others know. it might not be <laughs> there's a lot of unexplained that happens in our lives right <laughs> but, uh, but it just went on and on and on and, and I can't just so many things happen um, but I, I just can't when we finished I'll remember <laughs> You'll have but to text I, me I, so I can put it on our website. <laughs> but people say, "Oh, it begins with puberty and and then goes away," but it didn't happen with me. It didn't go away. Mm-hmm. So I've you think? So you think that the children they have imaginary friends um, are you know those are spirits, and then once they reach puberty, it goes away. But the people that are truly connected, it doesn't. I don't think so. I haven't gone away from me. No. Um, just so so much went on. But uh, people say, you know, I hear people say, oh, they won't hurt you. Mm. They may not hurt you, but they, they frighten you. Of but course. You uh, it's quite a frightening experience. And um, that was going on and on and on. And then when I got through about, I'd been away, I no, I'd been away, because I, I was playing with a band then, by the way, mm-hmm. bands. And um, I joined a band and went on this tour, tours of Germany and Belgium and places. <clears throat> and things happened there. And you think, God, it's just not, it, I went into the spiritual thing then. So I'm talking as though I know what I was talking about, but I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. Sure. But I knew there was something or someone mm-hmm. with me all the time. And uh, I think it was about 1975, 76. I went to a place in East Sussex called Clapham Woods. Me and a friend, we would have been fishing down that way. And we, there was nothing happening. So we went in the woods and we read... That UFOs have been spotted and animals have disappeared and all this stuff. Oh, we'll go and have a look at this. We'll check this out. <laughs> we went in there, and all I can say is like um, a surreal dream 
but my friend didn't get this. Only me. Um, didn't really think much of it. A few months later, I looked out my window and I was living in South London and I saw the cigar-shaped object. Oh, my. And I watched it move. Now, you don't get many UFOs in South London. Probably, <laughs> they don't like going there. there. They, probably have they don't like the food there their, or what? <laughs> probably have their wheels nicked. But, um, um, no, it's not like that. But I had that happen. And then maybe four or five months later on, I was in bed with my wife. And I heard footsteps up the stairs and the next thing I know I was pinned to the bed oh goodness you know like that they call it a psychic attack don't they mm -hmm. I have now found out that the uh, whatever you want to call them interdimensionals aliens whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it uh, if if they um, I've had COVID so I've got brain fog so you have to excuse me I oh think sure no problem I sit and I forget I forget words listen I'm 65 um, I have brain fog I, I, I can't use COVID <laughs> as an excuse <laughs> well it's all been done in last year but anyway um, yeah when you get abducted apparently that can also make you feel like this uh, the same thing mm -hmm. but I couldn't move I couldn't move again I was petrified and that was so I've got the I've got the spooks going on in one part. Now I've got aliens. <laughs> yes, yeah, like talk about uh, trauma, right? It's like jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a bit of a drama. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and obviously, people you tell people, and they just think you, you this this bloke is barking. Yeah, they start rolling their eyes and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, you know, stay away from him. Um, but all that was going on and. I have to say, it, um, it was quite scary times. But I thought, well, well you'll grow out of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> didn't quite happen, though, did it? Didn't quite work out like that. Sure. And then you didn't um, have like-minded people around you to even discuss it with, right? Not really. Yeah. No. Makes it, makes it I used bad. to talk to people, and they might be fascinated by the, sure. like the stories, if you like. But yeah. It, it weren't a story. These are, these are facts. Right. Well, in 2009, you started to work as a medium. Okay, so, mm -hmm. you, you know, you you started to do that, kind of come out of the closet, so to speak, and be a medium. Um, what made you choose that path at that time? I didn't. Ah, it was chose for you. Uh, I, was, you know, I was, you know, playing blues and rock music. I was in America, at Daytona Beach, for the bikers. Yeah. And you know, I was having a great time. And then... Again, while I was in Daytona, I had some experiences there. Uh, and so it, it, it just goes on. But the our singer, he passed away. Um, <clears throat> and a medium, I went to see a medium about something else, and she said to me, your singer's passed. I said, yeah. And she said, your blue soul has vanished. Hmm. And I said, yeah, I suppose it has. I'd kind of lost, I don't know whatever it is this sort of yeah I do I, I lost uh, I suppose the, the soul if you like mm -hmm. because I've been playing with people and I met a lot of people but that's right. the kind mm -hmm. of people we were yeah mixing. people in the business right yeah and um, 
had an accident, like a really strange accident. I broke my leg and my oh, ankle. Goodness. And I ended up, well, I've got problems now. I've been going back 17 years now. Anyway, I started going to the spiritist church and I weren't really impressed. I've got to be honest, I weren't impressed. <laughs> uh, I'm not impressed with those places now, but anyway, it's by the way. But yeah, I weren't impressed. But I was sitting next to the wall and a voice said to me, you're going to do that. I said, no, what? You're going to do that. And I thought, well, I see these old ladies at the door. They've got a tape recorder, you know. <laughs> and I'm a, I, I'm a newbie. And I thought, you're not going to, don't be stupid. I'm not doing anything. Well, it went on and I sat in a circle and they're telling me about guides and all the rest of it. Well, this is the truth. I said this the other, uh, the other night, actually. I was self-employed. I couldn't work. And I had the tax man harassing me from the tax money, which I probably spent because I had no, no income. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so you've got, I've got guides, have I? These are my words. I've got guides, and you, you can help me, can you? I said, you help me get out of this muddle, and I'll do whatever you want. Sounds mad. Well, a few weeks later, I received a letter from the in their revenue, and they come up with some options. After I we sorted this out, a voice said to me, "We've kept our part of the bargain. Now you keep yours." Ooh. And that is true. That's I'm sitting here. Anyway, I met a lady who looked at me, and she said to me, "She she was like uh, she ran a circle, a group." And she said to me, you've got passion for this. So have I. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and within six months, she had me out there working. Obviously not on my own. but And then it went on from there. And then things got stronger. I was getting a bit bored with the usual, you know, mediumship stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went to a physical mediumship conference, if you like for five days. When I went in this place, I knew what I wanted to do, which was the physical stuff. Um, but it didn't quite work out like that because, anyway, one thing led to another, I ended up doing work, I ended up doing platform and, and stage stuff and whatever, and realized that I didn't need all this uh, meditation and all the stuff they go through. It just happened, I stand up and it's like, Boom! Yeah, it comes on. Yeah, it, it, it's like a going. It's like an altered state, and I thought, "Wow, this is good." You know, it's, I'm not. I haven't even got to do anything. <laughs> Although I used to worry all the time, obviously, in case it didn't happen. And that's that's where it's taken me really, and um, all, all the different experiences I've, I've had and I've encountered. And then I got involved with Rendlesham Forest for the UFOs. Mm-hmm which um, a lot of people in the States may or may not have heard of. Right. It was an American air base. Right. No. Um, I had to look it up, too. It. I didn't know what it was either. Oh, did you? Look, yeah, I had to look it up. Yeah, so. it, it was a RF, uh, Woodbridge and Ben Walkers. And the now, American Joe knew what it was because Joe's into UFOs. Oh, he knew, but I didn't know, so I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, and in 1980, the, uh, the guys at the base had an encounter with a UFO mm-hmm. and um, you'd have to read it up. I don't know all the history of it. Sure. But I, I, I spend a lot of time there now. 
I've had a few encounters. Um, and, and I think it's all, all part of the same thing, really. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, say. Do you think that uh, mediumship and uh, the you know aliens and all that are connected in some way? Well, if I feel if you're open-minded mm-hmm. uh, and forget all this stuff that they teach you, sure, you know these spiritualists and whatever, mm-hmm. do this, do that, forget that. Open your mind, and I do believe that there's a connection with it all. And um, I try to send you some photographs. Actually, I, I will do it. But I've got photographs. Uh, I know we spoke with, with Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got photographs of like uh, I don't know if they're monks or druids. I've got um, spirit people. I've got ah. some strange-looking creatures. Wow! It, from this forest, um, we used to see what I call shadow people darting mm-hmm. between the, the trees. But my first night there was um, let's have a sit. My first night there, there were probably ten of us. The night before. Uh, a friend's brother um, was, I suppose, you could say he was attacked by some some entity. And uh, anyway, I went in, and a voice, a man, said to me, "Would you please leave the ancients and aliens alone?" And it's one in my head. This was outside my head. Mm-hmm. And I thought, "What? I'm out of here." And I, I, I went. I didn't go back. And then a few months went by, and I got this urge to go on my own into the forest mm-hmm. in the daytime <laughs> and uh, and from there things just happened the communication was there with the spirit people wow um, it's got so much history but actually over the last year or so it's gone very quiet mm. very quiet um I don't know whether it's, it's not just me, obviously, but I, I, I suppose if you if you have got an open mind and accept what's what's coming in, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I I think you have to be open to all of it because you have to kind of open the communication line. You know, if you're closed off, how are you going to communicate? Because you know, you know, dimensional. I mean, we think that they're dimensional, you know, realms and all that. So you'd have to have some sort of open communication to do that. But I want to talk about um, a book that you wrote called The Maverick Medium. So what is a maverick medium? A maverick medium? Well, a medium medium told me once before I came into this, you, you said, will be a maverick. And the only maverick I had ever seen was James Garner on the TV with a cowboy or something, you know. Uh, I thought, what's he on about a maverick? But a maverick is somebody, I was told once by some two-bob medium, and I had a big mouth and I should conform. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is being a maverick. Because I say what I have to say, and I I do what I want. I don't do what. They want me to do, mm-hmm. and I found that it's probably the best way to do it. And of course, you don't conform, you don't, you do your own thing, and you get classed as a medium or I don't know, an outcast. Maybe I, I'm not quite sure. And I thought, well, I've stuck with the name Maverick Medium. I, I quite like it. I like it <laughs> different. I think it's a great. I think it's great. Yeah. So, um, what percentage of mediums do you think are frauds out there? 
Yeah, you know, because, you know, there's there's people that believe that, uh, you know, some mediums are not what they say they are. They can't really talk into spirit world and do all these things. And there's a lot of people yeah. that are hesitant to even go to a, a psychic or a medium or a spiritualist because they feel that they're they're just charlatans trying to get your money. So do you, th I mean, what percentage do you think there are frauds out there? I mean, how many frauds have you ran into in your uh, experience? Well, it's frauds in all books. We invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what to say about sounding. Um, there's a lot of people out there, I think, with a good intention, mm -hmm. but they haven't got it. Right, right. And I, I also think that I'm, I'm more of a stage performer, if you like, mm -hmm. rather be out in front of an audience. Yeah. Rather than doing one on one. one mm -hmm. Which I don't do now, anyway. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I'm a bit, yeah, I suppose, a bit showman, really. But I've, Obviously, being in the music stuff, but you—you you kind of—that's how it is. But it's not really me. I feel it's them that make me do this. So yeah, but I've seen people working. No, it's definitely. You know, you could, you could, you got, you could look at somebody over the age of say fifty-five or sixty years old, and don't get—I'm talking to, about England now. I don't know what the states is like. Mm -hmm. But you can look at someone and go, oh, I've got your, I've got a granny here. And they go, oh, oh, yes, she was wearing an apron and a penny. Mm. Oh, she used to make these, well, everybody's granny did. Yeah, right, so, exactly, yeah. yeah. Very generalized. Right. Um, but when you, when you see someone who's got it, and it really has that, got a connection, and come out with, and tell you things that really, Right, no one else would know. That's right. That's when you think, yeah, that that person is has got the got the connection. Um, I don't know about frauds. I don't. I, I don't take money. I've not earned money. I've not really earned out of this. I, 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 people have, have um, and rule goes at me because I've been called a hobbyist and I've been called this and that. I don't want your money. Right. I haven't got any money. I'm not rich or anything like that. But I don't know. I don't feel comfortable taking money from people. I might take my, my petrol money, my fuel money, but I don't take... It don't sit with me. Mm -hmm. um, but there you are. It's, uh, oh, yeah. I'm never going to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, you've toured, um, parts of Europe, uh, with the various mm. bands and the state of, you know, and the States with the Daytona yeah. bike week a couple times. So yeah, yeah. what was it like being at Daytona bike week? Are you, uh, are you a motor cycle guy? You I, like I, that? Yeah, I like, yeah, I like the bikes. I yeah. love the bikes. It was a, it was just a chance meeting. Honestly, it was, it was a, 
this is why I believe the spirit will lead you to where you, where you're meant to be. But yeah, we we end up in Daytona. I think I did it about four times, plus the October by Toberfest. Cool, very cool. That was a blast. That was <laughs> with your blues guitar blast. playing. <laughs> yeah. And um, what we didn't realise though that the Americans were in London, England. You might do two sets. Mm-hmm. In America, we're doing five. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're diehard. Come on. <laughs> more, yeah, more. We, we, yeah. Yeah, you're doing like five, five in, five in the evening or five at night. It was good. You got a bit, yeah, after sort of four or five days, you, you start to go off the boil a bit, but it was, it was fun. <laughs> Met some great people. Cool. That's very cool. And yeah. I went to a lovely spiritualist town called Casadega. Mm-hmm if you've heard of it i i'm not familiar but you know well it was that's in the that's in the united states it is it's okay. in florida oh okay and it's a town full of uh, it's just a house everyone's a medium or psychic or a oh healer. wow cool and they've got they have a temple yeah what an awesome place yeah that, that would be a great thing to hang out the energy um i'm going to massachusetts um uh, the end of August um, and I'm going to be going to you know Salem and all that so I can't wait to feel all that energy too so mm-hmm. so Alex you have three daughters and seven grandkids what do they okay. think of grandpa speaking of to aliens and to dead people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I probably think I'm wacky um, I, I, don't, I don't really talk because talk, I don't live I, I don't really talk to them um, about it Okay. Um, have they got the gift? They can come to you. I, there's yeah. something there. There's something there. Ah, cool. I think it's, yeah, something. Yeah. But um, you talked about Salem, where I live now in Suffolk. I, I live near a place called Lowestoft, and that is where the witch trials began. Ah, wow. It, and it was there, it went to Salem. Mm-hmm. And tonight, after uh, later on this evening, I'm talking to Kathy. Yeah, yeah that's who we're going to go yeah. see is Kathy. Yep. Oh, you're going to go and see? Yeah, Kathy, we're going to. Yeah. She invited us, so she's going to take us around. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And so it that originated in or it, it originated in Lovestock. Ah, wow! I have to go there too. I I want to go to Europe soon, pretty quick. Um, so where can people see your latest episode of Sunday Live? Um, you know, any gu- guitar gigs that you have coming up or your mediumship things? Where can people find well, out information uh, about that? I'm involved with the Sunday Night Live on YouTube and Facebook, um, which you've been on. Yes. yes. I wish I was going to have to book you in again. Yes. <laughs> we had a great time. Good time. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good night, wasn't it? Brilliant fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very laid back um, as you know, mm-hmm. easy going chat show really. Yeah, uh, it started off uh, just me. I was sitting in the seance cabinet. That's how it began. So I'm sitting in the cabinet, and then I just got this feeding, if you like, go live, which I did on my phone, and I called it a towel from the seance cabinet. But I had to change it because people didn't know what a seance cabinet was. Uh, yeah. So I've made it now awareness of spirit and the paranormal um, but that's every Sunday at 7pm that's GMT um, the 
people we have on there uh, blow me away. They every week I learn something new. That's very awesome. And uh, they really are some fantastic people out there. And it's not just mediumship. It's it's like you and Joe uh, and what you do and right. Right. And Kathy and, and people, everyone's so different. Right. That's a great um, group of people that we that uh, we were fortunate to be connected to uh, to find out about all that stuff. So, it will put some my way. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll I will absolutely. Well, well, Alex, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I truly enjoy it, enjoyed it. So, until next time, this is Dorinda Stewart, wife of a demon hunter.